Hello, and welcome to this episode of Special Ed Rising, the podcast, No Parent Left Behind, the show that speaks to parents and caregivers on topics related to the world of exceptional needs and related educational services. If you crave knowledge and support in a low-stress environment, then you've come to the right place. I'm Mark, and I have 34 years of experience teaching kids and coaching parents, and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope this podcast can inspire you to face your days more confidently, stirring a greater sense of self-love, mindfulness, and outpouring of goodness, and positive role modeling for your children. Always keep you and your mental, physical, and if you're inclined, spiritual health in mind. Health in these areas will allow you to be all you hope to be for them. Like all things in life, and in this podcast, the responsibility for what you do with information you may find here is your own. No legal advice is intended or implied. Do your own research, and if necessary, consult licensed professionals for the circumstance unique to your situation. Today I'll be speaking about teachers and social media. What can they safely post without jeopardizing their career, and what are the lines that they need to be careful not to cross? Afterwards, stay tuned for a tip of the cap, offering today's parenting tip and my Good News Community Share, where you'll hear some positive news happening in the world of exceptional needs and related education. So let's gather our content and post our way to another win. I recently posted a blog on my website in response to postings I've been seeing on Instagram and TikTok by teachers both new and experienced that, as a former teacher myself, set off some red flags. I hadn't intended to pursue the matter further, but the more I thought about it, the more I wanted to see if my take held validity in relation to today's light-speed technological advancements in how we communicate, and what the realities for teachers and school professionals are when it comes to expressing themselves on social media. It's a new world out there to me as a former veteran teacher, and the things I feel about what's happening may not gel with the times, and that's made me curious to learn more about teachers and social platforms in today's world. So, I felt the need to dig further to educate myself and maybe help teachers out there who may not know their rights or what's acceptable to private and public employees. Yes, you have the First Amendment right to free speech in this country, but not with a private employer who can fire you for anything. Can you be fired at will or for cause? You need to know. What I'd like to do first here is to read my blog post and and then delve into my findings. As the new school year approaches, the classroom is a thing of the past for me, and I am, in addition to my freelancing, now more involved in the world of blogging and podcasting. As a result, I've joined the social media sector somewhat reluctantly, but aware of the positive impact it can have on getting messages out, connecting with folks, attempting to do good for others, and hopefully sharing great constructive ideas. But as I do see the upside to these sites, I equally see the downside and the curious, creative, and unexpected ways that others use these platforms. Ultimately, this is the way of the world now, and I'm not fighting it, and people can do what they want with it as long as it's not hurtful, abusive, or violent. That said, I have come across many teachers, mostly younger and newer, who have an axe to grind, and who are using Instagram and TikTok to express their complaints, sometimes without a filter, or share how overworked, frustrated, and tired they feel. I even saw one where a teacher used the F-bomb jokingly and said, get over it, to get her point across to her imaginary students in her scenario. To be fair, I've also seen teachers celebrating and sharing ideas, materials, and strategies, which I think is wonderful. So I'm not here to say don't do it. What I want to express to you as a veteran special ed teacher of 30 years is to be careful. 
What you think is funny is out there for your students and their parents and administration to find, and it may send an unintentional message. Not everyone sees things as you do. That may be obvious to say, but it's apparently often ill-considered. Honestly, I'm open-minded and appreciate bringing creativity and inventiveness into the classroom. Anything to make school more appealing and considerate of the students is worthwhile in my opinion. But you have to remember that this is a job where parents are putting their trust in you to nurture their children. If they see you complaining, admitting to being ignorant or cursing, trust can be eroded quickly and there will be those who will not find the humor in it and they may confront administration. This can result in marks against you that may cause administration to simply keep an eye on you, damage the employer-employee trust, lead to disciplinary action, suspension, and it could cost you your job. Don't think this is an exaggeration. As teachers, we all have complaints and understand that teaching is an incredibly difficult job. We are frontline workers. We literally put our lives on the line each time we enter educational settings. So what I'm saying is that the job is dangerous enough without pouring your reality into a video to get a like that might backfire and cost you. We as professionals have an enormous responsibility to earn and keep the parents trust. Complain to your friends, take a boxing class, run, or journal. But if you must, make videos that put out messages sharing positive and constructive experiences, lessons, and ideas. Be careful not to take lightly your position as a professional, being looked up to and trusted. Pause for a bit before you risk it all in order to display your negative feelings or the challenging realities of your daily encounters to the world, including, yes, your students and their parents. As a member of your community, we are all family, and as one of you, I am writing this because I'm looking out for your best interests so you can be an exceptional role model for a long time to come. Good luck this new year. These thoughts are representative of the me after years of dealing with administrations that created policies and made decisions that often seemed unfair, but were within their rights because I worked in a private school without a union to support us teachers. They could make their own rules and fire us at will over anything they liked. As I wrote this, I was asking myself, to what degree can you teachers express yourselves without a negative consequence in relation to your job in the realm of, spo of social media? My hope with the blog was to point out that what you say is interpreted. It may send a message you never intended, but it's out there and can now be used against you by parents and administration and can damage the trust you want to establish. And then there is the student who may see your post and what might that mean for them? Will they be excited to see you, the role model, or be negatively impacted by seeing you complaining, acting out of professional character, or possibly cursing. So I went in search of answers. Much of what I will share will be quoting from sources, and it's up to you to discern. In an article from fileunemployment.com entitled, Can You Get Fired Because of a Facebook Post, written in 2022, in relation to employees, as I take it, in all vocations, it states, What's okay for you to post? like or share. In short, yes, you can be fired for what you post on social media like Facebook or any other site. However, there are certain laws that limit the extent of an employer's right to fire or discipline employees for what they post online. An employer cannot fire an employee for venting on social media. Employees are allowed to vent. If they post about finding it difficult to work or how they find their work environment unpleasant, they can't be fired for that. The government protects workers' rights to talk about where they work, even if it's insulting and harsh. Whether it's work hours, pay assignments, dress code, or tough supervisors, it's illegal for an employee to be fired on these grounds. 
But remember, this is, as I understand it, in the public realm, and policies on what is acceptable in the private sector may differ. From findlaw.com from 2016, the Supreme Court in Garcetti v. Sebelos, a case where a prosecutor was transferred and denied a promotion after questioning the credibility of a deputy sheriff, greatly restricted the freedom of speech of public employees by holding that speech pursuant to one's official duties that harms one's employer can lead to discipline. In other words, a tweet from an account identifying the speaker as a teacher at a particular school criticizing the school or the district, or perhaps a student or student's parent, may lead to discipline or termination, if it could potentially damage the employer. What's the best practice for teachers? If you must use social media, include disclaimers that note that your speech is your personal opinion and not related to your employment. Also, avoid speaking about work-related matters unless the speech is protected as discussion related to working conditions and collective bargaining. It would be advisable to consult with an employment attorney or educational attorney if you feel that your rights have been violated or that a district policy is forcing you to unfairly restrict your online speech. Justin Eyre has an online space, airpods.medium.com. He discusses best practices for teachers in social media use. Many teachers use social media to share best practices, provide an authentic audience for student work, cultivate digital citizenship among their students, and build more connected school communities. Higgin, 2017. If social media is being used to enhance educational practices like these, teachers should consider creating a professional account. Professional accounts often have very few privacy restrictions, and any student or parent could easily find and follow it. Along with a professional page, teachers can also create a classroom account to post class updates, share assignments, and encourage discussion. A classroom social media account can help your students see what appropriate online interactions can look like and give them a way to learn in the world. Casa Todd, 2019. In addition to this guideline, two other best practices are do not follow students' personal social media accounts and do not share students' identities on social media without direct consent from their parent or guardian. The National Education Board writes, follow school district policy. Does your district have a technology and social media policy? If so, read it and follow it to the letter. Part of the policy they quote states, any postings by employees will not reference, link, or contain statements that could be viewed as malicious, obscene, threatening, or intimidating that disparage students, employees, parents, or community members, or that could be viewed as harassment or bullying. On social media, it's good to overshare the professional, undershare the personal, and never share the private. There's a big difference between sharing what is personal versus sharing what is private. We all know the professional tone to take when we talk face-to-face -face with kids, parents, and the community, but sometimes, with the buffer of a keyboard, we lose proper perspective. What sounds funny in your head doesn't always translate to hilarious in the written word. You could delete a tweet or a post, but they can always be captured and boom, landmine. Best to err on the side of professional. I discovered that the Department of Education lists social media guidelines, so check those out in your state. I'm going to post to my resource page of my website an article entitled The Do's and Don'ts of Social Media for Teachers. Jeremy Knoll writes, we live in a time of remarkable technological advancements and remarkable oversharing. 
I find his writing in this piece is very clear and a good reference for you. Don't use social media to tell stories that don't reflect well on you or your profession. Facebook is a place where too many teachers complain about students, administrators, or inexplicably the hours they have to work. In today's environment, especially, teachers are dealing with a PR crisis. With public schools under attack from politicians who want to privatize education, the only narrative coming from us should be one of caring for kids, loving our craft, and working hard. The American Board blog uh, at AmericanBoard.org also has a page of 10 rules to follow for teachers. Three of these are, one, set your Instagram account to private. That way, you must approve of anyone who views your posts. And remember, if you link your Instagram account with your Twitter or Facebook accounts, students will be able to see individual Instagram posts without accessing your entire profile. Never mention your school in any post. Even with privacy settings, your posts could be found on search engines. And third, never complain about your job online, especially if you're followed by your school and or coworkers. This is a good practice for all professionals, not just teachers. I'll post the rest of uh, this list on my resource page. Teacherlists.com has advice regarding TikTok. Never post a photo of your students to your personal social media account. It's not your place to post photos of other people's children online, even if the student says it's okay. There are hilarious videos on TikTok and Instagram about how grueling teaching a bunch of six-year-olds can be. And for the most part, they are harmless and entertaining. But there's a fine line between being funny and offensive. Before you go posting your own take on hashtag teacher life, make sure you're staying within respectful limits. I found an article from edutopia.com declaring the positive ways for teachers to use TikTok to benefit their students, which I think is a wonderful use of the technology. Written by Paige Tut entitled, From Headache to Helpful, Teachers on Using TikTok in the Classroom. From 60-second micro-lessons to brain breaks, teachers are finding creative ways to meet students where they are. Increasingly, that's on TikTok. I will reference part of this story in the Good News Community Share following this content and post the entire article on my resource page. A reminder from fileunemployment.org. The majority of people believe that the First Amendment to the United States Constitution, which prohibits the government from abridging freedom of speech, protects their right to say anything they want, online and off. This is true when it comes to the government. Within limits, the government may not tell us what we can say and what we can't, but there's no such restriction that applies to private employers. Jackson Spencer Law writes, If you have a contract with your employer that stipulates you can only be fired for cause, you can generally enforce those provisions in court. Examples of cause might include excessive tardiness, missing work, or failing to perform your job in accordance with the contract. You also cannot be terminated for blowing the whistle on unlawful activity like sexual harassment, discrimination, or crimes in the workplace. Moreover, employees cannot be terminated solely because of their race, national origin, gender, religion, disability, age, or pregnancy. While every case is different, employers in general can fire employees for what they post on social media. Especially if you were posting to social media during work hours, employers have broad leeway to discipline you for spending your work time socializing online. If you want to know what speech is protected under law, I refer you to a blog from bostonlawyerblog.com. Here's a sample. I'll post the entire blog to my resource page. It is essential that teachers and any other government employees know their rights and the limitations of those rights. 
in order to engage in free speech without facing discipline or termination. Additionally, as government employers, school districts must understand the free speech protection afforded to their employees and must not impose a policy or enact discipline which limits constitutionally protected speech. The last story I'll share is from flaglerlive.com, and it addresses the use of questionable content created by a teacher with her students. During lunch period on May 11th, uh, a Bell Terre elementary school teacher and a half dozen of her sixth grade students rehearsed, then made a 14-second TikTok video dancing to a clip from It's About Damn Time. But the song is inappropriate for sixth graders, at least not officially, not on an elementary school campus even though Lizzo has huge appeal among tweens and teens. Nor were the six verses that made up the entirety of the TikTok clip a safe choice. The lyrics are also unquestionably in direct violation of school policy. Obscenity, sex, drinking, all contained in the clip. As misjudgments go, the teachers were indefensible. She was ultimately fired after 13 years in the classroom. The world of social media can be a landmine for teachers. It can also be an incredible opportunity to reach their students. Teachers are public figures and it's clear that there are lines that can't be crossed. I recommend that you request a written copy of school policy as it relates to social media postings so that you're not blindsided for not doing your due diligence. Research the law. Investigate posts that have gotten people fired or disciplined. Are you an at-will or for-cause employee? You cannot predict how an employer will react to something you feel to be nothing, so don't assume you're within your rights when you post. The point I really want to make to you is that whether or not a post is objectionable to the degree that your job may or may not be on the line, you are represented in them. How a parent or an employer looks at you and regards you professionally can be determined by a legally shared post showing how tired you are or how much the students hate when you do this or that, or how frustrating the job can be. Think about how you want to be known, and that's for you to decide. You have that opportunity. Just don't cheat yourself out of the career you dream of or your potential because you had a lapse of judgment on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. It's time now for a tip of the cap, your exceptional needs parenting tip. Today's tip comes from caringforkids.cps.ca and addresses social media, what parents should know. How can I keep my children safe using social media? Learn about the programs and apps your child is using. Some social media platforms have age restrictions to join, but it's easy for children to get around those. Show interest in your child's online life and ask questions. When possible, keep tablets and computers in common areas where you can watch while your child uses them. Get online family protection. Programs that provide parental controls can block websites, enforce time limits, monitor the websites your child visits, and their online conversations. Follow your child's online accounts and tell them that you are monitoring their online activity to help keep them safe. Some children or teens may create a fake second account for their parents to follow. Ask them about the people they meet online. Showing genuine interest will help them feel comfortable talking about it. Explain that it's easy for someone on the internet to pretend to be someone they're not. 
and talking about the importance of keeping online friendships in the online world. Make it clear that if your child wants to meet an online friend in person, it must be in a public place and with a trusted adult. I'll share the entire post on my resource page. It goes into greater detail involving important aspects of how social media is used by kids, and I encourage you to read it. Today's Good News Community Share comes from edutopia.com. It's a piece I mentioned earlier, From Headache to Helpful, Teachers on Using TikTok in the Classroom. Bite-sized lessons. Though high school science teacher Winnie Sloan already used YouTube and Instagram to post science lessons, using TikTok offered a new way to approach and share her content, she said. On TikTok, Sloan, or Mrs. Sloan Biology, as her 118,600 followers know her, posts micro-lessons under a minute in length on topics such as gene expression, mitosis, and photosynthesis to help students quickly grasp key concepts. It's about getting information out there in a voice that is understandable. You really don't need all the bells and whistles, said Sloan. She also provides a Google document of all her videos, curated by subject, to help students access what they need, even if they don't have a TikTok account. I've always thought of myself as the sage on the stage, said Sloan. Now I need to guide my students, but I'm not the keeper of the information anymore. I'm coming alongside them and helping them to understand it better. Similarly, Jeremy Wrinkle, a curriculum instructional coach and former teacher, says he shared quick summaries of chapters of novels that his students were reading in class, like Of Mice and Men and The Great Gatsby. Along with the reading, students could glean some additional meaning from the 30 to 60 second chapter reviews, he said. According to educators like Sloan and James, the platform is especially helpful for students who are reluctant to ask for help in class and need different entry points to the curriculum. TikTok videos, like any video content, give students the ability to access content asynchronously. Students can self-serve the gaps in their understanding and revisit these bite-sized lessons again and again until they understand them. I had one student who said to me, when you explain something in class and I don't understand it, I love the fact that I can go home and watch your TikTok on it as many times as I want to and no one will know. I want to thank you again for listening to this episode, and I hope you'll join me each week to hear about topics close to your heart and welcome fresh and informative insights into areas that are new to you. It's an honor to have you tune in and a pleasure to share with you. All music heard on today's show comes from Jason Shaw at audionautics.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram at Special Ed Rising, Facebook at Special Ed Rising, and on my website, specialedrising.com. If you like what you're hearing, Be sure to rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts, and tell your friends. You can contact me directly with questions, comments, or if you're interested in parent coaching through my email, specialedrising at gmail.com, or my contact pages on Facebook or my website. I would love for you to share some of your stories, which I can add to the community page of my website. With your permission, I'd love to share your submission with the audience. Also, let me know if there's anything you'd like to learn more about. And until next time, peace and keep rising.